When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Hello and thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we're looking back on last night's game against Notts County where Argyle went down to a rather disappointing 1-0 defeat. Um, joining me today is Jack Ball. Hi Jack. Good morning. And on the phone is Danny Salmon. Hi Danny. Hi all. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, Danny, start with you. What was your take on, on last night's match? Well, again, it's a, a very disappointing uh, result, um, but it was also a very disappointing game. Um, I think that um, the last few weeks um, have been very difficult for Plymouth Argyle in the sense that we've not performed great. Uh, Leighton Orient was a poor game. Yesterday was a poor game. We had a couple of tough games in between away from home um, that we got Luton and Hartlepool and we got draws out of that um, but it's the two home games that were, were more disappointing in the performances um, and I think that uh, you know everyone's getting a little bit nervous at the moment and uh, you know like I said the, the result was poor but I think uh, for me um, to see the sort of performance that we did against Notts County in particular uh, was very worrying um, at this stage of the season um, so you know, all in all, it hasn't been a good month. No, not at all. Jack, what, what do you feel went wrong last night? To me, it just looked like they were a team of strangers, and that was the most concerning thing. You know, consistently this season, we've seen the, the you know Sonny Bradley having a good partnership with whoever he's been at centre back, whether it's Sokolik and Bolvitas before it's Songo, but they just didn't look like they were on the same team last night. It looked, they looked very short. I think we missed David Fox. I think if anyone had questioned how much he brought to the team, I think last night was obvious because he can calm play down. He can read read the game and pick out a good pass, and I think that was very much lacking in midf- midfield last night. The interesting thing is that when I was leaving, it sort of reminded me of how I used to feel when I left during Sheridan's reign a lot of the time. Even when we won, it was just very poor football, and I was wondering whether fans really have a right to be really angry or not, because obviously fans we all know um, can jump between very positive and very negative. And I sort of equated it to if you're paying twenty pounds to go and see a theatre show. You expect some sort of performance. Now, I know you can't guarantee, guarantee that in sport, but you sort of want your money's worth, don't you? And especially when there's three games in such successive um, successive days as there is on uh, Saturday and next Tuesday. And sort of last night's performance, if, if it was a theatre show, it would be equivalent to someone forgetting their lines every so often. Or if it was a gig, it would be equivalent to someone guitar being out of tune the whole game. And that's how it felt. It just felt very out of tune. And so I understand why fans who have you know, got two more games coming up in the next six days uh, are unhappy with the performance. But... I know in sport you can't guarantee a great performance, and I'm sure Derek Adams will be angrier than most fans at what he saw last night. Yeah, Danny, talking from a sort of tactical point of view, I mean, Derek's often preferred to play this 4-2-3-1 system, and, you know, quite often this season we've had questions on the podcast about, you know, why does he never play two up front? Do you think maybe he's been found out a little bit with these tactics, and he does need to show some change now? Well, uh, it's funny, a lot of people talk about formations, as, as, it, as if it's very, very important. You know, when we're winning games and we're scoring a few goals and bodies are getting in the box, 
no one seems to worry about it. It's when we um, don't do that. The, the one thing I would say is that we have got attacking players in the side. The one thing you need when you play a 4-2-3-1 is that you've got the safety of the two holding midfield players. That's why you allow the four in front of them to get in and around the box as quickly as possible. Well, what happened yesterday in particular was there was not those midfield players in areas uh, that you needed to be because if you remember the two crosses or the three crosses that were really good on the in the first half came from the left-hand side. But unfortunately, both Carey and Kennedy were both on the left-hand side. That left only Ryan Taylor to try and get himself in, in and around the penalty area and Sokovic, uh, or Sokovic, sorry. Um, so that was, that was the reason why, you know, the build-up was a little bit slow. People trying to get in the box was really slow. And I don't actually think that the formation is as important as people think it is. Yes, you can put two... Play, uh, two centre forwards up top and play a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2 formation um, but you know that doesn't guarantee you that you're going to get people in the box any any different you've just got two people up front um, I think Derek plays that way because of the players that are at his disposal um, he does try and change it every now and again and you know if you want to change it up a little bit and put two two up front that's fine I, I don't think that that's the only reason why things are not going so well. I think there are other reasons for it. I was going to pick up on your point, Danny, that in terms of positioning, I think in last night's game, whenever there was a cross in the box and it was cleared by a defender, it would come out and there was no Argyle players in that, in that area where they could get the ball back in. And I think that is where David Fox, throughout this season, has been fantastic for us because against Exeter, he was very up for that game. And you could see every time the next defender cleared the ball, he was there to either have a shot or whack it back in the box. And yesterday... That wasn't happening, and then Notts County would go on the break, and that's where I thought I've struggled. Uh, uh, you're right. I, I think a lot of things went wrong yesterday. A lot, it, and and that's the problem. It wasn't just one thing. There were too many players that didn't play well. I can't off the, off the top of my head. I'm looking at uh, and thinking about the game, um, and I'm thinking, well, no one really stood out for Plymouth Argyle yesterday. And once they scored, the the the, the fact remained that we got a little bit nervous. We hadn't done well previously at home against Leighton Orient. It was a bad result, a couple of draws. The pressure was on. Up until the goal, things weren't so bad. I mean, we, 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 we created a few opportunities. You know, we just didn't get on the end of them. But then all of a sudden, we, we, we conceded that goal, and then we got nervous. And then the players looked as if there was this sort of wary about what they were doing and how they were doing it. And that was more noticeable for me. Um, too many players had an off day yesterday um, and they had had an off day for the last few weeks. I think Ryan Taylor was the only player that could really leave the pitch of his head held high because I think in a, in a very poor circumstance he did quite well for what for what he was given. Well, Ryan Taylor, you know, he, he is what he is. He, he, he puts himself about, he leads the line well. There wasn't a lot of support uh, for him um, in the first half and the start of the second half. Um, as Jamie Spencer came in and supported him. Um, but yes, you know, I think he, he is what he is. I just think there was too many players that didn't play well yesterday. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've got to start to uh, look at, um, you know, if he wants to change things and he wants to freshen it up, he's got the personnel there to do it. Um, but that's something Derek Adams has got to look at. Just coming into the office earlier on, Danny, and, and speaking to Jack yesterday, I, I kind of get this sense from Argyle fans now that they're fearing a repeat of last season. Jack, perhaps I can go to you first on this one. Obviously, you were in the stands last night. Was that the feeling that you got from the Green Army? Well, I spoke to Danny just before we started recording this, actually, and I, I, can, I understand people's fears. I think I, 
we've all spoken before, I think you noticed it, Stu, the desperation for Ibrox to get out of this league. And I think fans, I think, are more desperate than anyone in football to see their team do well. And you could understand after the last two years, you know, the season before last, we got to the playoffs as well. And it, you know, it's two years of playoff failure, really. And I can understand why fans are worried. You know, three points, sorry, two points, one point, sorry. <laughs> I'm giving us too many points. One point from Leighton Orient, Notts County and Hartlepool is just not good enough for most teams, to be honest, let alone a team battling promotion. So I can understand fans' frustrations, but one thing I do have faith in is that Derek Adams won't put up with that type of performance week in, week out. And I'm sure that he will be on their backs. And I saw Barron tweeted last night that it's the angriest he's ever seen Derek Adams. So I'm sure it'll be a very difficult few days for the Argyle players leading up to Blackpool. Andy, how, how does Derek sort of deal with that situation? Obviously, he's got these the, the Argyle fans that are very, not demanding as such, but they're so desperate to get out of League 2. And that obviously does filter through to the players. I don't know what the atmosphere was like last night, but by all accounts, it kind of, you know, that, that sense of desperation almost came through to an extent. Is that difficult for a manager and, and the players to deal with? Uh, it can be. Uh, the one thing you've got to remember is that, um, I mentioned this before, that after the Exeter game, we were the best team, best team in the world. Um, and we were going well. And, and But, you know, the, the, the reaction of the supporters is, 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 is you know, it's okay. It's, something that they're so desperate to get out that that's why they go to extremes you know one minute we're great and the next minute we're, we're, we're useless um, and I understand it and it's the frustration that makes um, them disappointed and also fearing that um, you know last year's um, Wembley defeat is going to repeat itself uh, when we'll, we'll probably end up in the playoffs um, the one thing Derek Adams has got to do is get um, that fear factor away from the players. He's, he, you know, you've just got to do the basics well. Um, we conceded a, a goal that is more reminiscent of something on a Sunday morning, you know, putting. I mean, it was so poor. Um, but what, those sort of things happen in football because people get nervous. Um, and the reaction of the supporters uh, that evening, it was very quiet. Um, you, you know, you could hear the fear in, in the supporters as well. You could just see, sense that uh, they, were, they were fearing the worst and they were also fearing that, you know, the, the downward spiral is on its way again. And uh, I think that uh, the, the players and, and Derek Adams have got to keep calm heads. We're still in a good situation. Um, the last few games have not been good. It hasn't been good enough. I've always been very um, supportive of Derek Adams, but, you know, it is what it is. It was a bad performance. Uh, we've had a few bad results, and we've got to put it right. Um, and to be honest with you, we're going to see exactly what we're made of in the next uh, month or two. We're going, to, we're going to see whether we've got what it takes, and Derek Adams has got what it takes, um, to, to be successful in this league. Well, one thing I just want to add as well, one of my biggest concerns is how poor Argyle have been for him set pieces recently. I think earlier in the season... We could pride ourselves on how dangerous we were looking from free kicks. Graham Carey, David Fox, how dangerous we were looking from corners with Bradley and you know um, Bob Vitas when he was playing. At the moment, we kept, we're struggling to get the ball past the first man, the, the first defender. And for me, that's a big concern because Graham Carey just looks absolutely ruined of confidence. He doesn't look like he's got any confidence with set pieces at the moment. And for me, that is where a strong area where Argo was succeeding in the season that I think is going to hinder Argo unless. Somehow, I mean, Danny, well, how, how, how do you sort of turn that around when, when you've been so good at set pieces and it goes off the boil? What can you do apart from work on it and training? Well, that, that's all you can do. Um, you, what you've got to do is, is believe in what you're doing and keep working at it. Um, you, you know, players at set pieces might not be making the runs that they were making before. 
that the delivery might not be as good as it can be. People are scared or a little bit fearful of making a mistake. Um, and it all creeps into your game. Um, but if you notice, Doncaster, up until yesterday, were having a poor run. Carlisle have had a poor run. You know, it's not just us. Although, you know, it is us and we've played some teams down the bottom and we've, we've actually got beaten and not, not really done well. There's, there's a lot of teams getting nervous, you know, and we're not the only ones. And that's not an excuse. That is not an excuse for our performance and the results. But all I'm saying is that this is League 2. This is the inconsistency of our leagues. This is the inconsistency of footballers at this level. Yeah. And it's not just us going through this. I'm sure up until yesterday, the Doncaster supporters were getting nervous. The Carlisle supporters are getting nervous. Um, we're getting nervous. And I think that, you know, all we can do is keep working hard. We've got to try and keep the players as relaxed uh, and focused as we possibly can. But the one thing we've got to do, we've got to win the next two games. Yeah. The next two games are vitally important that we get back to winning ways because if those two results are not positive for, for Plymouth Argyle, then people are really going to start to worry about what's going to happen. And finally, it sounds like David, Cop uh, David Fox is such a key player to Argyle that you know, getting him back from injury and back into the team is, uh, is kind of essential, really. Well, David Fox is one of those players that's like a water carrier. He, he, he sits in front of the back four, takes the ball off the defenders, uses the ball really well. Um, he's just a, real, a reliable footballer. Um, and at this level, that's what you need. And I think that he also has got a calm head about him. So hopefully he's back quickly. Um, I, the one thing I like about this league is that there's games thick and fast and we've got a, a real good opportunity Saturday and Tuesday to put it right and then hopefully everybody will calm down. But those two games are vitally important and they're going to come around very quickly and we haven't got time to overthink what's happened in the past. I think David Fox has a very good influence on the rest of the team. I think sometimes we've spoken about how the role of captain is almost redundant in football when the game's actually going on because there should be more than one person you're vocalising. And last night you could see the players were just panicking and whacking the ball away. There was no communication. Luke McCormick was getting uncharacteristically angry with his defenders. Jan Songo was fluffing the ball every few minutes you know it's, you could tell that they just needed someone like David Fox to say come on calm down sort yourself out and we'll be, we'll be alright and there was, it didn't look from the stands that there was anyone doing that OK guys well, thanks ever so much for joining us on the show Danny thank you especially for joining us on the, on the phone we'll speak no to problem. you again soon thank you all the best cheers, cheers. we are always happy to hear from you and if you have any questions for our panel please tweet them to our twitter account at herald pafc or visit our facebook page plymouth argyle the herald thanks for listening